1060 KDUS Tempe Phoenix and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale Phoenix. It's now time to enter the sports zone with your host, Bob Kemp. You know, look, I, I think in aggregate with, with where we're all at, it just seemed to make a lot of sense for us, you know, where where we in the front office are at too and the whole entire, you know, piece of that. Uh, this seemed to make the most sense for, for everybody. Oh, and two. Rays are a strike away. The pitch. He got him. Swung on and missed. Ball game over. And the Red Sox lose it 4-1. to one. Tampa takes 3 of 4 here. They've taken 7 of 8 this season from the Red Sox, who are now back at 500 and 12 behind the Tampa Bay Rays. Creeping toward 1-4. It's go time. Torkelson. Fly ball left field. Way back in left. Gone. He got a slider out over the plate, and on an 0-2, Spencer Torkelson hits his fifth home run of the year. And thanks to Akil Badu starting something with a bunt single, the Tigers take a 2-0 lead in the fourth. Denver does have a timeout, but they're not using it. Four seconds, Murray, step back, three-pointer, long go, fight for the rebound, Martin, and it's over. The Miami Heat have tied the NBA Finals. Corey jolts the batter the pitch and he slams it out deep left field hooking towards the line and that's gone Corey Jolks jumps on the first pitch and he drills a grand slam he's a Houston hero born and raised and he just put the Astros on top 6-0 in the first low the fourth batter Cabrera has faced here's the pitch it's hit on the left side and through a base hit into left field Simeon around third here's the throw from Donovan it's offline Simeon scores and the Rangers walk off the Cardinals in the opening game of this series the final score four to three Rangers are bouncing between first and second and it is a happy house in Arlington dial 602-260-1060 that's 602 602- 260 1060 or tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060. And now, here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Welcome to the Tuesday, June 6th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. The Diamondbacks, do you endorse the contract extension of Tory Lovello? The Red Sox, should they be sellers before the trade deadline? More Diamondbacks, would anything less than four wins this week at Washington and Detroit be unacceptable? Meanwhile, the NBA Finals, you know, Game 3, what are, you, uh, what are your early thoughts? Denver at Miami tomorrow night. The Blue Jays, do they have to remove? Must they remove Alex Manoa from the rotation? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we'll have the introduction to today's pipeline. 9.15 around Major League Baseball, including some Diamondbacks discussion. Dan Simborski will join us from Fangraphs. 
930 or so to be interactive action at 602-260-1060. And also the local roundup. That will include a Diamondbacks National Series preview. And a little Suns and a little Cardinals time pending. And then in the final segment of the Sports Zone will be the National Roundup, top by the latest line. And uh, some uh, from the scoreboard action from last night's Major League action. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's pipeline where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. The question is, do you endorse the Diamondbacks extending Tory Lovello's contract uh, through 2024? And uh, Corey's here and has the early returns. Leading right now is no with 67% of the vote there. Yes at 33% on KDUS1060.com. Whoa, that is surprising to me. What are these people watching? Anyway, uh, Diamondbacks General Manager Mike Hazen, who is also currently under contract through 2024, officially made the announcement of uh, Lovello's contract extension on Sunday. We heard a little bit of that at the top of the show here. In addition to the poll question, uh, you know, is Lovello the best manager in franchise history? He's the most winningest. He's the winningest manager. He's you know, lasted the longest, and you know, so that's you know, part of the deal there but is he the best manager in diamondbacks history meanwhile today's twitter poll question should the now 30 and 30 red sox be sellers before the trade deadline and Corey, what do we have here this one's much closer yes leading at 57.1 percent of the vote no at 42.9 percent of the vote on kdus am 1060 on twitter boston on monday lost once again to the first place rays who have dominated the season series the past two years including winning three of the last four games over the last three days at Fenway Park. The good news for the Red Sox, they don't play the Rays again until September. Meanwhile, on the local front, back to the Diamondbacks. They begin a road trip today at Washington and Detroit. Uh, teams that are, uh, entered this week 22nd and 29th, respectively, in Major League Baseball runs scored. It should be a good week for the Diamondbacks pitching staff. So how uh, would it be unacceptable, let's put it that way, would it be unacceptable if the Diamondbacks don't win at least four games of these six games this week at Washington and Detroit? Spanning the globe, the NBA Finals reserve Wednesday night in Miami. The Heat are coming off the surprising to most Game 2 victory uh, in, uh, in Denver and handed Denver the first home loss of the season, and at least the playoffs, the playoffs for Denver. Uh, that game on uh, Sunday night, the uh, the Heat had four different guys lead you know, their scoring in four in the four quarters, and none of them were Jimmy Butler. So, what are your early thoughts regarding uh, the uh, Wednesday night Denver at Miami game three of the NBA Finals? Back to baseball, the Astros have won 19 of their last 25 games, and uh, they destroyed the struggling Blue Jays starting pitcher Alex Manoa. Six runs, seven hits, one walk. Manoa got one out in the game before he was removed. So we uh, reached the point that the Jays must remove struggling starting pitcher Alex Manoa from the rotation, whether it's just sending him to the bullpen or sending him to AAA. Meanwhile, the uh, first-place Rangers walked off the last-place Cardinals last night. The Rangers extended their winning streak to four games. The Cardinals have now lost four straight. 
which is most likely? The Rangers win the American League West or the Cardinals finish last in the NL Central? Also, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? All right, that's the pipeline for today. We've told you tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else in your mind falls into the general discussion category. So whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. All right, coming up next, we will have Corey with a sports update. That'll be followed by around Major League Baseball. And uh, the plan is to start off with some Diamondbacks discussion, get into some Dodgers, maybe even a little Padres at the start. And then we'll cover baseball, other baseball issues with Dan Zimborski, uh, the senior writer, among other things, for fan graphs. So that'll be the next segment. <clears throat> Assuming I can keep my voice, we'll continue the show after that. Uh, hopefully we we'll continue the show to in this segment. Uh, then at the bottom of the hour, in addition to uh, the local roundup, it'll be phone call time, general discussion, 602-260-1060, 602-260-1060. And then, of course, we'll round out the uh, one-hour extravaganza with the national roundup. Stay tuned for all that today in the Sports Zone. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUSAM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7. Extra Point with local and national topics, betting lines, and banter. Weekdays 10 to noon on KTUS AM 1060, KTUS1060.com, and the KTUS 1060 app. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KTUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. You're on the Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. The first place Diamondbacks play the uh, first of six road games this week. They start tonight against last place Washington. To go around Major League Baseball, we're now joined the Sports Zone as we go out to the KDUS hotline. We're joined by Dan Zimborski, of a senior writer for Fangraphs. And Dan, good to have you on the show once again. Let's start with the Diamondbacks, 35 and 25 tie with the Dodgers atop the National League West. What's your evaluation of the Diamondbacks through uh, 60 games so far? Well, there's very little to complain about. I mean, sure, you could say certain young pictures. You'd like them to be a little ahead of where they are. But, you know, we're, we're nearing midseason, and they're tied for first place with the Dodgers. It's hard to complain about that. That's for sure. And uh, the, the organization extended Tori Lovello's contract last weekend kind of seems to be a no-brainer, I think. Uh, what's your opinion? Is the prevailing opinion around Major League Baseball that he deserved a contract extension? I think he definitely deserved an extension. He's doing a very good job kind of integrating uh, kind of the legacy Diamondbacks players uh, with some of the talent that's coming up, uh, getting Gabriel Moreno in the lineup, getting Car- Corbin Carroll in the lineup. And he's doing a very good job juggling that. And uh, the team's playing for him. And, you know, no, very rarely do managers get in trouble for winning. <laughs> How much of the new rules have helped the Diamondbacks, who obviously are a very athletic team? I, I, I 
think it has helped a little bit simply because uh, 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 pictures like Merrill Kelly allowed more balls in the play, uh, and I think that the pace is a little beneficial for them. Uh, really, uh, it's 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 been great up and down the roster. Uh, I, I think they've been good even without changes in the new rules. I'm not really sure that was a, a huge plus for them, but they have taken advantage of that. Uh, and you do see, you know, more base stealing than you'd see in the past. I mean, 55 stolen bases in June is not what most teams do these days. But I, I think that aggressiveness has paid off. The Dodgers are also 35 and 25. How would you describe the Dodgers season to date? I'm actually surprised that they are where they are considering some of their injuries. Uh, you look at their pitching staff with, you know, Urias is injured. Dustin May is, is injured again. Obviously, Walker Buehler is gone for the season. And they somehow keep patching things together. Uh, you look at some of the names of the team who are playing very well, and, and, and it's surprising at times. I mean, he's cooled down a lot, but they got a huge performance out of James Outman in April. They, they've gotten great performances out of Shelby Miller, which nobody really has in a long time. Uh, as I'm sure Diamondbacks fans can attest to. That, that, that would be I, true. <laughs> you, you can't uh, – I, I think that Dave Roberts has done a good job juggling the Dodgers because you look at their talent and they're missing just a lot of guys, and they still win. Uh, so it's it's impressive that they've been able to do that so well. Going around Major League Baseball, Dan Simborski of Fangraphs. All right, so what do the Dodgers need to add at the deadline? I still think they need to add another picture because Urias will be back, uh, but it's not really the rotation that is deep has been in past seasons. Once you get past Kershaw and Urias and, and, and Gonsolin, then all of a sudden it gets very weak down the stretch, and I think you do need to add another arm because I don't think Noah Syndergaard is, is doing it. He's already allowed 10 home runs. He's just not the picture he was pre-injury with the Mets. Uh, I, I, and the Dodgers are a team that they are willing to throw prospects uh, to another team if they can get someone who really adds to the roster. Uh, I I do think, though, that they're not going to run away with the division. I don't think that they really have it in there if you look at their roster. The Padres, 28-32, and 32, oh. <laughs> primarily because of bad offense. What's happened to that offense? Is there actually hope that it might improve? Well, the, the problem that the Padres have is there's no obvious fundamental flaw that they can just easily fix and play well. Uh, it, I mean, the, the players who are struggling, except for Juan Soto, who was really hot after a pretty pretty lousy April, uh, you look at Machado and Bogarts and Cronenworth and, and even Tatis to an extent, these guys just aren't hitting and there's no real switch you can turn on. And the problem that the Padres are in is that even if you like the Padres roster and think they'll start to play like they should, They've already dug themselves a pretty good hole. They're below average. I mean, they're below 500 after 60 games. They're only two and a half games ahead of the Rockies. They're they had to leapfrog leapfrog three teams in the NL West now to win the division, and I I, I just can't see them doing that. Even if they do play better, which I expect, it's it, it's definitely rough in San Diego right now. Uh, and someone's probably going to get fired at the end of the season. I don't know who yet though. Are they out of prospects at this point if they want to add? Because they obviously you know, have dealt a lot of guys, not just the trade with the Nationals, but other trades in the last couple of years. Yeah, the cupboard looks very bare uh, when you talk about who they have to trade. Because a few years ago, they had one of the best farm systems in baseball, but they acquired you know several pictures. They acquired Darvish and Blake Snell and 
Mike Clevinger uh, and Josh Hader. They had to send some really good prospects to the Nats to get Juan Soto because uh, he wasn't going to come for free. And that's really kind of depleted who they have to trade. Uh, they're a team that has a window that's starting to close because – they're probably near the limits of where they're actually going to spend. I don't think they're going to challenge the Mets and, and spend $350 million next next offseason. Uh, but there's also not a lot coming up from the minors, and Juan Soto is not extended past next season. Uh, it, it's got to be very disappointing for, for Padres fans because this is kind of where they should be at their peak, and they're not. And that's it's, it's a frustrating thing to, to have to, to, to watch. You mentioned uh, the Mets. The Braves and the Mets begin a three-game series tonight in Atlanta. Let me let me start with the Braves here. Uh, how long can they stay above water with their current ailing starting rotation? I think they have a decent chance to do that simply because I think Schuster will pitch better than he has so far. His command has been an issue. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still hopeful that, that Soroka will turn it around a little bit after a little more time in the minors. I, I do think that if the Braves start to feel the heat from the Marlins, who are the, the closer team right now, I do think that they will make a trade uh, for short-term pitching because lo- losing Max Fried and Kyle Wright is, is, is a pretty big deal. And even if they have a cushion, they don't want to necessarily have to count on that because to get to the end of the season, if you don't have your pictures back, there's not much you can do at that point. You mentioned, uh, you know, Mike Soroka got resent, uh, got sent back to the minor leagues yesterday after just two starts. Uh, the second of those here against the Diamondbacks over the weekend. Were you surprised they sent him back down? I wasn't. His command looked really off in in, in both of his starts, uh, and where the Braves are in the standings, they don't have a lot of time to to let him work things out at the major league level. Uh, if they were, say, the Royals or, or the Nationals, they, they'd be in a better situation where they could do that. But when you're in first place and you're kind of feeling the heat from the from the teams behind you, you don't have a lot of time to – a lot of rope you can give players. The Mets, they got swept at home last weekend by the Blue Jays. The Mets now 30-30. and 30. Is this just maybe a 500 team all season? I think they're better than 500, but a lot of it's going to depend on what they can get from their starting pitching. Uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, their roster is predicated on Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander pitching very, very well. And when it doesn't, kind of the dominoes fall apart, and then they're, they're, they have Senga, they have uh, McGill, who is kind of a fifth starter type. And then that rotation looks very, very weak when they're not getting what they expected from those one-two guys which was always a risk because they are approaching 40, uh, and that that is an age where pictures really do start to drop off beyond just the normal injury risk. Uh, the offense has not been very good either, and I, I don't know if they're going to turn that around instantly. Uh, they probably need to upgrade a DH. They probably won't be able to at this point of the season. Uh, Starling Marte does not look like the player he was last year or the year before. I mean, he's he's going to be 35 by the end of the season. So I think they have problems, but I do expect them to be very aggressive at the trade deadline if they're still floating around 500. Going around Major League Baseball, Dan Zimborski of Fangraphs. Okay, let's uh, go to the AL West here. Uh, the defending champion Astros have now won 19 of their last 25 games. 
The Rangers are 39 and 20 with great offense throughout their lineup. Which team is the best in the uh, in the American League West? I think if you started the race from day one, the Astros have the better roster. But I think the Rangers, that three and a half game age, is is pretty significant when you're talking more than a third of the season. They do have the, you know they got that lead in the foot race, and I don't think the offense is going to drop off that badly because they 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 kind of have most of the roster healthy now. Uh, they have Simeon and Seager kind of at their peaks, both having tremendous seasons. Uh, uh, Nate Lowe has been terrific. I, I, I think that they are pretty pleased that these, these big payoffs they made a few years ago before the team was ready to, to contend uh, that are really working out for them. And when you add Josh Young, Jonah Heim, kind of having breakout offensive seasons, it's a very dangerous offense. And I'm a little surprised about this one uh, when you talk where they were even a year ago. Okay, uh, not to sound like a dumb question here, but here's a dumb question. How much uh, has Bruce Bochy made a big difference here? I think that sometimes a, a, a team in his in, the, in that position where they're kind of struggling, underperforming, I think the veteran manager does tend to do a good job in that case. Uh, Bochy has experience uh, with, with teams like that in San Francisco. I, I, I think that he was probably the right manager for the job at this time. Uh, there are a lot of managers who I think are good for particular types of teams and not so good for other types. For example, I don't think uh, Bochy would be as good as the Royals manager simply because the the task of a team in the middle of a painful rebuild is different than the team than a team trying to go into win now mode, which I think is what he is better better suited for. Okay, so the first place Rangers beat the last place Cardinals last night. Which is most likely to happen? The Rangers finish first or the Cardinals finish last? I think that the Rangers winning first is is significantly more likely. Uh, the Cardinals, they do have some significant problems, especially when you look at their rotation. But I think by the end of the season, they'll probably be ahead of the Reds, maybe the Cubs. Uh, and I even though the, the Pirates currently had that half-game lead, it's still kind of a thin franchise that has had a lot of good fortune in their outfield offense this year. Uh, the Cardinals have probably dug themselves too deep a hole to be – uh, serious division contenders, but I think though it'll look less less pathetic, let's just say, by the end of the year. <laughs> I like the way you phrase that. Okay, back to the Astros. Uh, they knocked out the struggling Alex Manoa in the first inning last night. What has happened to Manoa, who was a Cy Young finalist last season, and must the Jays send Manoa back to AAA? I I I, I generally hate sending a player to AAA. But his command has just been all over the place this year. He's he's going to, at the rate he is, he's going to have more walks allowed by the All-Star break than the entire uh, 2022 season. And the problem when, wow. when you have a picture with a sudden change in walk rate or strikeout rate, when, like, someone hits 350 for a month, that, that batting average is a volatile number, and you have those kinds of, kind of variations. But walk rate and strikeout rate, changes good or bad to those numbers tend to become stable very quickly. So the fact that he is walking so many guys uh, even more than the home runs allowed is is a huge problem uh, because very few pitchers are going to be successful walking six or seven batters a game. 
uh, especially today, because batters will take walks. It's not 1965. That would be true. I'm aware of that every day. It's not until 1965 anymore. All right, the trade deadline less than yeah, at the end of next month. Is it tougher to be a GM because of the? Uh, looks like there's more buyers and sellers here. And uh, is it more difficult judging minor league talent because they have a different ball in some leagues and different rules in other leagues? Yeah, uh, the, the, uh, the, the 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 tacky ball uh, with the additional grip has really made offense kind of weird in double-A. Uh, you, you look at, at where they've been using the ball, and offense is super down. So there's that risk of underrating offensive prospects and overrating pitching ones, which you do have to take into consideration. Uh, but I think GMs are kind of used to this because there have been a lot of questions about ball variation at the majors and minors uh, the last right. few years. Uh, so, so there's certainly a risk. I would much rather be a seller than a buyer this year because there really aren't that many teams that I would call, you know, super teams. Uh, the Rays have been terrific, uh, but most of the rest of the league is, you know, good. There's a lot of teams that are in that 550 winning percentage range. You're going to have a huge number of teams between, say, 87 and 95 wins. Uh, and there are comparatively few teams that are completely hopeless. I'd probably only put maybe four teams as really, really unlikely to make the playoffs. And that, and that's the Royals, the A's, and the Rockies. And other than that, I think pretty much every other team has a scenario to make the playoffs. And in that situation, you'd rather be one of the four sellers than the 26 buyers. Yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, so we're like two months into the new rules, a little more than two months into the new rules. What do you like and what do you maybe want to see modified? I, I do like the pace of play adjustments uh i i tend to be you know historically a little bit old school and and fuddy-duddy about changes because i hate changing something i love to something different but i i i've grown to like the pitch clock i like that there's a little time pressure in baseball uh kind of like there is in other sports and i do think it has helped kind of the perception of the of the pace of, of the speed of these games i mean knocking off a half hour is a pretty big deal in and of itself and it's not knocking off time of actual baseball things happening. It's, it's, it's kind of eliminated a lot of dead time where not a lot happens. Uh, yeah, it's, you kind of miss sometimes the real high-tension moments of a pitcher's duel in, a, in you know, Game 7 of the World Series, but most games are not like that, and nobody wants to watch a, a five-hour Royals-A's game in June of 2023. So I, I, I think those have been helpful. I think that encouraging more balls into play with the larger bases, encouraging more base stealing, I think, adds a new dynamic to offense, which has become kind of one note around baseball simply because teams have kind of maximized like the ideal way to score runs in the modern game. Uh, so I like to see that variety. I still hate the extra innings runner rule. That still drives me nuts. Ooh. And we got – We're going we, we to argue about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Not everyone has to agree with me, and many people don't. Uh, but I, I kind of feel that since we got some time back, we can have those extra inning games. Okay. Yeah, I just you know, <laughs> roster. If the game goes 17 innings and you have a whole different pitching staff the next day, is uh, rough for you know, general managers and managers and pitchers for that matter. 
All right, uh, but real quick, I, you watch, I've watched quite a bit of college baseball here the last two or three weeks after hardly watching any during this uh, earlier in the season. And I didn't, you know, I got so used to the new rules in Major League Baseball, I didn't realize the the pace of play was that much different. But watch a couple college games and you kind of go, whoa, is this inning <laughs> ever going to end? Yeah, it, there's there's a lot of times where where batters are just kind of standing around, adjusting themselves, pictures are wiping off sweat, slowly staring. Uh, and you don't really realize it when you watch a lot of baseball because, you know, you get used to it over the years. It never really bothered me all that much. Uh, but I have a very close friend, and she doesn't really like baseball. And I remember once she was at an extra inning game, uh, and she was with her sisters, and it was in the 13th inning, and she's texting me about how bored she is and how nothing's happening and everyone's standing around. And it's like, well, there's probably more fans like that than like me who watches an absurd amount of baseball uh, every day for the last 25 years. Uh, so, I mean, attendance is up a little bit. It's hard to say exactly how much to attribute yeah. that to faster games. But I, I think it's a more dynamic product when things are happening. Yeah, I agree with you. And obviously your friend is on my side for the extra inning rules. Okay, yeah, Dan, I'm going to – I'm going to end it there. <laughs> end on a good note for me. All right, Dan, we appreciate it. We'll do it again. Thank you very much. Thanks, as always, for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Dan Siborski of uh, Fangraphs. Excellent stuff with Dan. Next segment is phone call time. If you want to jump aboard, general discussion. 602-260-1060. We'll get to some local roundup in the next segment, uh, which will include uh, you know, a Diamondbacks and Nationals uh, series preview. The Nationals... Uh, Kind of some wonky stats, which you maybe expect. Uh, the one that there's one I'm really kind of surprised about, but I'll I'll mention that at the time and point that out. Uh, so general discussion. If you want to get in, plenty of time. If you want to jump aboard, next segment 602-260-1060. General discussion, whether it's baseball or obviously anything else. NBA Finals uh, game three tomorrow night in uh, Miami with uh, Denver. Uh, losing at home and now trying to get the home court back. Uh, 602-260-1060. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time. we got time and room if you want to get in, 602-260-1060. Meanwhile, on to some today, uh, today's local roundup, and feel free to interrupt if you'd like at, uh, at any point here, 602-260-1060. The Diamondbacks begin a road trip today, the first of uh, you know, three games at uh, three-game series at Washington. The 35 and 25 Diamondbacks are tied for first place in the National League West with the Dodgers. Uh, Arizona also 15 and 11 in road games thus far this year. The Nationals 34 and 24, their last in the NL East, in large part because they're just 11 and 19 at home. That's the th- I thought they were playing better at home, but they're obviously not at 11 and 19. They've been a better road team than they have been a home team. Uh, tonight's scheduled pitching matchup: Tommy Henry. Who's now three and one with a 373 run average? He's had a couple of decent starts lately. He should get Washington and Detroit 
on this road trip, so that's that should help him. Uh, his whip is at 124, which is okay. Uh, he has 25 strikeouts. He's not a swing and miss guy. Uh, tonight he's opposed by the Nationals' Jake Urban, uh, who, quite frankly, I didn't know anything about before this morning. Uh, he has a 267 earned run average. His whip is just an awful 163, and he has 22 strikeouts on the season. Not surprisingly, the Diamondbacks are you know, basically uh, you know, overnight favorites, you know, the, the overnight line favorites in this game, uh, as you would expect with a first-place team against a last-place team. 130, uh, excuse me, 150 favorites, uh, the consensus number to win tonight, total sitting at 9.5. Also, the Diamondbacks, uh, they have a, a collective slugging percentage of 432. Uh, and uh, they're also, uh, you know, that's uh, fifth in Major League Baseball, both leagues. Washington for the season is uh, you know, hitting a, a surprising 265, and that's actually the third best batting average in Major League Baseball, but they just don't score runs. They've been poor with runners in scoring position. Meanwhile, uh, the matchup uh, Thursday is uh, the, the, you know, the f- uh, fourth matchup between these teams this season. The Diamondbacks won two out of three earlier this year in Arizona against Washington. Individually, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. leads the Diamondbacks with a 310 batting average. And he's been an extra base machine. He has 17 doubles, two triples, nine home runs. He's walked 14 times. He has 35 runs batted in. Emmanuel Rivera is 12 for 35 with four runs batted in over the last 10 games. For the Nationals, Lane Thomas ranks second in the, with the Nationals. He had 20 extra base hits, 11 doubles. A triple and eight home runs. Uh, Caber Ruiz, who the King acquired in a big trade uh, with the Nationals a couple of years, with the Dodgers, excuse me, a couple of years ago. He's eight for 36 with two home runs and eight runs batted in over the last 10 games. Not great, but he's a, he's a very good receiver, so that's something to pay attention to. Is Ruiz and the uh, Nationals pitching staff trying to slow down the Diamondbacks' running game? Over the past 10 games, the Diamondbacks are 6-4. and four. They have a 234 batting average, uh, an earned run average of those 10 games at 350, which is certainly more than uh, acceptable. Uh, they've, also, uh, they've only outscored their opponents in the last 10 games by four runs. Meanwhile, the Nationals over the last 10 are 4-6. and six. They have a 270 batting average, not a good earned run average, 568 over those 10 games. And they've been outscored by 15 runs over those 10 games. On the injury front, we haven't got to this for a while. I did mention this part yesterday. Carson Kelly, on the 68 and injured list, he had a broken forearm in spring training. He uh, started the rehab assignment last week at uh, Reno. I'm not positive if he's expected to be activated this week, but I would assume it's pretty soon. Joe Mantiply still on the injured list with an injured hamstring. Uh, he's a key reliever for them, obviously. Uh, just looking at the injury list, I kind of forgot about Kyle Lewis. We expected him to be uh, an impact bat before the season started, and he's been on the uh, 10-day injured list uh, for a while with an illness. Uh, Cole Seltzer, uh, relief pitcher, and Mark Melanson, the relief pitcher, both on the 60-day injured list. For the Astros, Victor Robles, who we thought a few years ago was going to be a star player, He's a tremendous center fielder defensively, but has yet to hit in his career. He's on the injured list. Steven Strasburg, 
Looks like that his career, unfortunately, is over. He's on the 60-day injured list. They obviously won a World Series with him being a key member in 2019. But after they gave him the long contract extension, they've got almost nothing out of him, unfortunately. Uh, a couple other uh, injuries for the Nationals. I'll give you one more. Uh, yeah, Taylor Rainey, who's expected to be one of their you know, key pitchers. He's on the 60-day injured list with also an elbow injury. So, as we mentioned, the last two segments, the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers are tied atop the National League West. They're both 35-25 and 25 at this point of the season. The Padres are sitting at 29-30 and 30 after their win last night over the Cubs. In fact, I think they've now beaten the Cubs the last two days. Uh, so, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that, that the Giants are 29-30, and 30, my bad. The Padres are 28-32 and 32 at this point. The Padres have, an, and the Giants have both won five in their last ten games. And the Rockies, after a hot streak before they uh, invaded Arizona last week, uh, have now struggled in their back in last place, which we kind of expect them to finish. The Rockies sitting at 26-35. and 35. Meanwhile, the Suns. Hired a good head coach on Dundee. David Fisdale, I think, would have been a better choice than Frank Vogel to become the Suns' head coach. Uh, the uh, Suns last week hired Vogel to replace Monty Williams, who should not have been fired. Uh, meanwhile, the Suns yesterday hired, or at least it was announced they hired, uh, you know, Fisdale, who has got coach, head coaching experience with Memphis and the, and the Knicks. Uh, he's going to be an assistant coach on uh, Vogel's staff. Meanwhile, the Cardinals added a pair of cornerbacks on Monday. Uh, you know, you know, Dylan Maben and also Bobby Price. Uh, I'm somewhat familiar with both these guys, but not that. But I really can't quibble uh, when the uh, Cardinals are adding any corners. I think they're both competing for roster spots, maybe special teams guys. But this is a franchise that for years we've talked about has had to update the cornerback uh, position. Uh, so why not? Add a couple of corners. Uh, on the ASU football front, the Pac-12 announced uh, you know, the early September television schedule. And sometimes Arizona State will have a national audience in two of those three games. Uh, the September 9th game, which is the, uh, uh, the ASU home game, it's a rematch against Oklahoma State. They lost at Stillwater, in Stillwater last year. That's going to be a blackout game, so to speak, uh, for uh, Arizona State. That game is going to be on FS1. Uh, the September 16th game uh, against uh, the 2022 Mountain West champion Fresno State is, uh, you know, the 22nd. Both those games, uh, excuse me, that game, uh, I don't know, for some reason I deleted the time for that game, but uh, you got time to look it up. But they're playing on, uh, you know, the, the, the September the, the uh, 20, uh, excuse me, September the 9th. Then also uh, we get to August, to go back to August a little bit. Uh, the August 31st game uh, against Southern Utah, which begins the season for ASU home game. That's going to be a 7 o'clock game on Pac-12 Network. All right, coming up next, we'll have a news update with Corey. That'll be followed by the conclusion of today's spectacular one-hour radio program. That'll be topped by the latest line. We'll update the NBA Finals for tomorrow night. Time pending with some baseball for today. Also, we'll definitely get to some baseball from yesterday, uh, some uh, you know, key things that have uh, kind of caught my eye from the uh, either the scoreboard or you know, happened in baseball. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. 
Welcome back. Final segment today. Spectacular one-hour radio program called The Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KUSAM 1060 and KSLX HD2 100.7. As always, it's thank you time. We thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whatever and whomever slipped through the cracks. Also, our guest today, singular, around Major League Baseball with uh, Dan Simborski. Senior writer for Fangraphs, so check out Dan's work there and other places. Just uh, you know, Google Dan and you'll find out where he can be found. And he's a busy man, so I appreciate his time. Sound of the day, courtesy of the Diamondbacks, WEEI in Boston, Detroit 97.7, also ESPN, SN590 for the Blue Jays, uh, or you know the Alex Manoa meltdown from last night. And then also uh, you know, Tex you know, 105.3 for the Rangers. Uh, also special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. And let's uh, start the, the National Roundup with the NBA Finals, uh, the updated line here. And this line's moved a little bit from yesterday. Uh, yeah, Denver was a two-point you know, favorite in most locations yesterday at this time. And now Denver up to a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the game on Wednesday night. Uh, game three of the series of the finals at Miami. Total now sitting at 213.5. Tyler Hero with the fractured right thumb. He experienced some soreness uh, and uh, you know, it's, uh, and swelling also, uh, according to ESPN. So despite the optimism of Hero returning in any capacity during these finals, I think it's uh, starting to look uh to be a 50-50 proposition as whether he plays at any point in this series, let alone Wednesday night. So we'll see how that goes. Meanwhile, from the Major League Baseball scoreboard, the Rays beat the Red Sox again. Shane McClanahan, uh, I think uh, so far this year, the best pitcher in the American League. He's 9-1 in the season now, which is usually not a complete gauge uh, who's the best pitcher in the American League, but not an accident that he's 9-1 with his effectiveness and the team being really good. Uh, McClanahan five innings of uh, of uh, you, know, you know five innings of six I mean six innings of five hit ball yesterday. The Red Sox uh, beat the uh, beat the uh, Rays again. Uh, the uh, Rays beat the Red Sox again. Uh, the Tampa Bay is now seven and one against Boston this season, and forty two and nineteen in their last uh, fifty one. Uh, they're forty two and nineteen overall in baseball this year, but they're seven and one against the Red Sox. Um, Baltimore is next as far as the, the wins in the American League East with 37 wins this season. Uh, McClanahan uh, walked two of the first three Boston hitters, but uh, he still managed to recover and took a shutout into the sixth inning when uh, Trey Turner, uh, excuse me, Justin Turner, Justin Turner hit a solo home run. Meanwhile, the Astros beat the Blue Jays, and Alex Manoa, uh, Alex Manoa was done before the end of the first inning. Corey Jokes, uh, we gave heard, heard that at the top of the show, hit the grand slam in the first inning. Brandon Belock uh, matched his career high by pitching six and two-thirds innings. The Astros got a season-high 19 hits and beat the Blue Jays 11 and 11 to four in their first series, at, first game of the series at Toronto. And also yesterday, the Rangers walked off the uh, cold. The hot Rangers walked off the cold Cardinals. How about that? Uh, Nathaniel Lowe, uh, as you also heard at the top of the show, a game-ending RBI single with one out in the ninth inning. And uh, the Rangers have now won four in a row. Uh, the Cardinals, after a hot streak, have now struggled, and they've lost now four in a row for the, for the Cardinals. 
Also tonight, uh, we gave you an overnight line uh, for the Diamondbacks and the updated line. Uh, the Diamondbacks and Tommy Henry against uh, Washington and, uh, and Irvin pitching for the Nationals tonight. The Diamondbacks and and uh, Kelly, a 135 road favorite in that game tonight. Elsewhere, uh, the uh, Dodgers are uh, begin a series at Cincinnati in the Great American Small Park. Tony Gonsolin tries to keep it in the park tonight at uh, Cincinnati, and uh, he's going against Luke Weaver, for Diamond, former Diamondback, and Gonsolin, the Dodgers, a 170 favorite over the uh, the uh, the Reds and Luke Weaver total in that game. Ten and a half, and it's kind of hard to bet in the game under in the Great American Small Park. Not endorsing the over every game, but it's hard to bet those games under. All right, that's it for today. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. We'll be back with the Sports Zone tomorrow from 9 to 10. And then we'll have a full uh, three-hour uh, you know, block of uh, local programming with the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. That'll follow us from 10 to noon. Of course, that's Monday Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday in the Extra Point. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the day, everybody.